0: Welcome to Pop Yak, where we yak about pop culture. Today, we're talking about Tokyo Revengers, the first three episodes. When I saw, like, just a summary of this ep- of this show, I wanted to see it immediately. Like, it's such a cool concept, and that's what I'm about. I'm, I'm all about fresh new concepts. No time travel to save the life of a loved one isn't a fresh new concept, but going back in time to be a delinquent uh, seems like it was <laughs> right up my alley. Start off with a depressed shut-in who kind of was a pushover on his entire life who gets pushed over into some train tracks and meets Train Coon who then transports him to the past somehow this is my prediction I think what happened was the cop kid eventually I'll get all the names but for now there's cop kid our delinquent main character and whose name I think was the easiest to remember because it was a name from something else whose name is Tachibana and I only remember that because of a old school wrestling game I used to play And me and a buddy were trying to figure out a name for a new creator wrestler. And Tachibana was one of the automatic names that the announcer would say. So we were like, yeah, Tachibana is the perfect name for this character. So he travels back in time and just thinks that he's seeing his life flash before his eyes. Which makes sense. But like, why would your life start at delinquency and just kind of linger there for, for a long time? Wouldn't it start from back in the back before? He's like, I peaked in high school. And it's like, when you see how he quote unquote peaked, It's pretty sad. Like, most people who peak in high school are, like, football players and big-ass jocks or, like, cheerleaders or people who are having a good time. This dude didn't have a good time when he peaked. He was a delinquent, and I'm using air quotes, but he was pretty much a slave to other delinquents who beat the crap out of him all the time. One time with a fucking baseball bat. I'm sorry. I don't care what kind of stupid rules you have. I am not letting some dude hit hit me with a baseball bat until like hours later his boys check their watches and go hey you know that's a bit ridiculous he's kind of overdoing it maybe we should step in before he actually dies or maybe he's dead maybe we should tell him to stop beating this dead horse but it seems like the domino effect of his life being in this way led to the death of Tachibana who he's not even dating in the future he just doesn't want her to die which is actually really nice of him genuinely nice of him but then he goes back in time and falls in love with her all over again and goes no you know I have to save her even if we don't end up together in the future I have to make sure she's alive he's not trying to save his relationship in the future I mean at least not yet he seems really noble and sweet for a delinquent he has the heart of he's a delinquent with a heart of gold I wonder if that's a um tv trope I know the hooker with a heart of gold is a trope but not the delinquent with a heart of gold There's some of those in Volcano High, which is a movie, if you haven't checked it out, see if you can check out the rapper dub version of Volcano High. It's fantastic. Cromartie High, which is an anime that's just, you have to see it to believe it. It is off the walls bonkers. And if you see the live action one, it's also, it's pretty much the same thing. It's off the walls bonkers. Oh, what am I talking about? There's more uh, delinquent of Hearts of Gold in Mob Psycho 100, which is going to come out with a season three. And I'm so hype about that. That I'm going to be transferring over my Mob Psycho 100 season 1 and 2 reviews over to this feed. So you get to hear those as well as my Demon Slayer ones. Which I'm going to do. Demon Slayer uh, is going to be the next to be ported to this feed after my old uh, Beastars ones. Which are almost... Season 1 is almost done being ported. And then we'll port season 1 of Demon Slayer. Soon as he went back in time. He started fucking up the timeline. Like he went back in time. Started making different decisions. But he's another one of these characters that's like a very good boy deep down. And I love the good boy new, the new main character good boy trend that we're getting. Like there's about at least four or five good boys I can name off the off my hand. And I love that they're replacing the dickhead. I don't care about anybody. I don't say anything to anybody. I walk alone in this pit of danger main character. Because while Kenshiro was cool back in the day, I mean, it's time to learn some empathy, I think, as a people, you know, just... You have My Hero Academia has uh, Midoriya and um, Demon Slayer has Tanjiro. Mob from Mob Psycho 100 is so sweet, such a good boy. This character, this delinquent here in this show, is is amazing and he's sweet and good. Talking about B stars, Nagoshi is also he's also a very good boy. He's not like you your typical Kenshiro or Jotaro Joestar kind of character, which kind of turned me off from the from the third series of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, if I'm being honest. I hated Jojo's personality. I was like, I fuck this guy. The first two seasons, I really got behind those main characters. I got too used to good boys. I forgot what it used to be like. I forgot the olden days. But even back then, you had your good boys. But they were the outliers. And they were the ones that made, like, Vash from Trigun are the people that made, are the characters that made you go, hey, empathy is pretty cool. But I mean, I'm not gonna front. Vegeta is still a badass. Vegeta is still way better than Goku in every facet, in every way. He's better than Goku. He's even a better father than Goku. Which is funny considering you expect him to be a dad like Kratos. Where he's like, he gives his son good lessons but he's still kind of standoffish. He took him to an amusement park. Kratos would never take a Atreyu to an amusement park. Like not in his wildest dreams. But anyway, <laughs> back onto the show. Hopefully you are here for fun tangents because I am chock full of fun tangents. At least I think they're fun. He diverts time immediately by going and telling future cop kid, hey you die in the future. And that, that already fucks up the future. He's like, not only do you die, but you die on this date. Don't do that. And so he does. Uh, our main character goes back in time and finds out that this dude becomes a cop that looks like Levi from fucking, from Attack on Titan. All of a sudden he's, you know, a cop who has his shit together. And based on just having his shit together, he looks older than the main character does. Main character still looks like a teenager where the cop has you know a better looking apartment a bigger apartment and he has a nice haircut his fit is on point he's dressed professionally I see myself looking in the mirror like man I wish I was that cop I wish I had my shit together like cop kid instead of not having my shit together like the the fucking the main character here I wish I can go back in time to tell my delinquent self to knock it the fuck off or change back then there was a question on Twitter, actually, that was the same thing. Like, if you had three words to tell yourself in the in the past, what would you say? And this dude, this dude's three words were to cop kid. And they were, please don't die. And he doesn't. It works out. But he's like, my sister somehow still died. I You got to go back in time and stop her. And here's how. There's a, there's a gang that turned into a crime family that you have to go back to in time and stop. So he does. He goes back in time. Apparently, a handshake is what does it. He does the handshake, which makes me think it was Cop Kid that pushed him. Just because they made physical contact and that was enough. That P- Cop Kid pulled him out of the train tracks. He has to save you from the train tracks so that you go back in time and tell him not to die. It's one of those time travel loops. That makes me think that the time that he's going to fix is going to be a different timeline. The timeline in, that exists where Tachibana dies, that's still gonna exist. But the timeline he wants to go back to is a timeline where he was able to save her. And in order to do that, he has to go back in time and get to know some pretty, you know, serious delinquents. Which he just goes up to the, the guy that's in charge of him and goes, hey, excuse me. Um, I want to know this really serious delinquent. And that's when he gets beat the shit with this bat. He decides to change as a person. He's tired of being very Canadian. Takes his friend's place who's gonna get the shit beat out of him. Like last time he almost died and it's really worrying the leader of their little gang and he goes you know what i'm going to take on the biggest gorilla in the room and that's you motherfucker and so he's like all right cool you lost yesterday to one punch but let's go he has a fight with him and he has so much resi- so much will he has that so much of that never give up attitude that he's not going to stop fighting that he impresses the actual leader that he's supposed to talk to in the first place so the the leader who hangs out with this Viking dude is like, look, you're gonna be my best friend. We find out why, it's because he his resilience reminds him of his brother who died, who used to be in a gang. Also, he's like, look, we're gonna change the way gangs work. Tachibana, his girlfriend at the time, doesn't want him fighting. So of course, what the fuck, what is he supposed to do? He gets into fights anyway because this is kind of like the thing that he's forced into doing. He doesn't really tell her about what he's been doing and what he's up to, but once uh long-haired dude and the Viking show up to his school, take him out of class, and like, we're gonna go hang out. And he's like, dudes, this, this is my class. Like, this delinquent cares about his grades. When he, when the Viking guy put his hand on Tachibana. You let her go right now. And she slaps him. She slaps the uh, the leader of the whole thing, which makes everybody open mouth gasp. The thing is, she has no idea who the fuck he is. And once she finds out who he is, she's like, oh shit, I'm sorry. Look, go hang out with your friends. Do what you gotta do. I'm, I'm gonna get back to class. So this show is really interesting. It's not like anything I've seen. And that's what I love the most about it. I think that our main character is going to change so much that he is going to be the reason why Tachibana gets killed in the first place. That's my prediction. He's going to become the new head of the gangs and he's going to send that truck there and like forget about why he was sent back. Like his whole journey back in time is going to be a fucking failure, but he's going to be changed as a person. And then he might have to go back in time and sacrifice all that to save Tachibana. I think he might have to go back again. So that's where I'm going. The OP and ED are fine. I think that the uh, ED is better than the OP. It has more significance visually. And the, the OP just kind of introduces you to characters you don't know yet. And the music is a little bit better. These EDs have been popping off lately. But so far, one of the big messages I'm getting from the first three episodes is, life will change if you change. And I like that message. It's something that I'm going to have to take to heart personally, I think. But that's it for this first three episodes of Tokyo Revengers. Please subscribe and stuff if you want to hear me talk about this talk about this some more. Talk about Beastars, Demon Slayer, Attack on Titan, uh, and some movies coming up here. I might watch Halloween Kills. And occasionally I talk about wrestling, if you're into wrestling. I throw that in there occasionally. So um, definitely subscribe to wherever you get your podcast to Pop Yak. Thank you so much for listening and tell your friends.